Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. Friends, hear me this morning. There is no finish line until we stand before him. There is no finish line until we walk across on streets of gold. There is no finish line until that day comes when the trumpet sounds and he calls us home. And the only way we'll ever cross that finish line is if we continue. If we continue steadfastly. If we continue down this road living and following Jesus Christ. church when a Christian stops growing I'm here to preach to you this morning that help is needed if you're the same Christian you were six months ago I submit to you today be careful be very careful if you're the same as you were six months ago because living for Jesus is an adventure and it's the best adventure that you could ever choose to take but it's a daily adventure it's a daily walk the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The steps. How many know that this world is not our home? How many know we're just pilgrims passing through? Amen. That's why the Word of God tells us not to love this world. How many know this world is it's fleeting? One day it's going to all burn up. But Jesus has gone to prepare a place that is eternal. That where one day if we would obey his word and live for him, he's promised that the place that he has gone to prepare, that you and I will be there with him. Oh, I'm looking forward to that day. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Amen. What a great spirit of the Lord is in this place today. Grab your Bibles while you're still standing. Acts chapter 2. That's where I'll draw your attention to. I know y'all probably wondering, how is he able to speak today after being at that rodeo last night? I got a phone call from Brother Price said, hey, you riding tonight? preached a sermon one time on you know that eight second ride and now he thinks I'm a bull rider now so I was not at the rodeo last night and if I was I don't know that I'd be here if I was on a bull last night I'm sure I would have made it that eight seconds (laughs) I'm not surprised if you look Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47 Bible says, and they continued, everybody say continued, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and all had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing, everybody say continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved amen I want to talk to us just for the next little bit on this simple title you might have guessed it already but it's one word 
continue. Continue. Amen. And if you'll help me this morning, you may be seated in Jesus' name. I'm going to do my best not to spit out this cough drop while preaching. And if I do, just please don't lose it. And, you know, just <laughs> if you catch it, I'll give you $10. So there's a there's a phrase um, in the Bible, and it's this phrase. It's grow in grace, grow in grace. And you would be. You would be hard-pressed to find a better three-word caption for the Christian life. Grow in grace. And it, it stems from a single text at the end of Peter's second letter in 2 Peter chapter 3. He says, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in grace the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, growing in grace, has a, it has a context, and it's not neutral. You see, we are not given the option either to grow or stay the same, but we're given the option to grow. It's not grow or do this, or you can grow and do that. We're not given the option to either grow or stay the same, but to grow or be carried away. Grow or lose your stability. Grow in Christ or lose him altogether. You see, the, the aggressive sway of this sin-sick world um, and the power of the Spirit within us it affords Christians no place for standing still. We're, we're either growing or we're dying. We're growing or we're shriveling. Either being carried forward by grace or carried away from the truth. You see, true stability in the Christian life comes not from planting two feet and holding fast, but from putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward one grace-empowered step at a time. A stable Christian is a growing Christian. A stable Christian is a, is a growing Christian. You look for uh, somebody's life who is kind of, uh, there's no order, there's no structure, there's no stability in their life. I would suggest that there is no growth in their life. You, that's true in our human selves. It's true in anything in life, in, in any business. If there is no stability, stability there is no growth. I've asked this question before, uh, and I just kind of wanted you to think about it with me. Do you remember what you wanted to be whenever you uh, were a little kid? Whenever you were, you know, when they asked you in, in school, the teacher says, you know, uh, Doug Hogan, what did you want to be whenever, you know, when, when you want to grow up? Spider-Man. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> you know, what, what, and every one of us was asked that question at some point or another. And I'm sure a lot of us um, had very similar answers for when you're just a little kid. You know, your thoughts of all the different career paths since it's very limited as a child. 
You know, whenever you're thinking about career positions, the only ones that you know about as a child are what? Uh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer. You know, those very simple things. And I remember asking uh, Easton whenever he was a little boy, you know, thing, and for those of you who know Easton and have seen little pictures and videos, you know that he wanted to be a police officer. That, that's kind of gone away uh, right now. You know, he's into, he's into other things. He's into spending money now. And um, <laughs> that's what he wants to do. But, you know, he wanted to be a policeman. And, and when you're very young, th- those are the things that kind of pop out at you. You see, uh, you see some cartoon or you see a picture of somebody like, man, that guy is awesome. He's got a uniform. And that's what I want to be uh, whenever, you know, I was little. When I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a, a baseball player. That's what I wanted to be whenever I grew up. I loved baseball. I had a passion for baseball. And I, I loved all sports, but baseball was by far my favorite. And as soon as I was old enough to play, I started playing. Started out a very young age. I wasn't interested in becoming a cop. I wasn't interested in becoming a doctor. I wanted to play ball. And that was my passion. And you know, at a young age, none of us think that becoming a professional at anything would be hard, right? At a young age, we think that's just what happens when I get older, that I just keep playing ball, and and when I get older, when I'm not young anymore, when I'm not a little kid anymore, when I grow up, that I just become a professional. But how I many know that's not, it's not that easy, right? There is a, there's a process involved here. Uh, you, you can't just say, you know, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, I have a glove, so I'm just going to be a professional. No, there is a process. Everything has a process. I don't remember playing t-ball, uh, but I do remember uh, that's where most kids start out. Um, it starts with you hitting the ball off the tee. We had Easton and t-ball a few years back, and they place the ball on the tee, and they get to swing at it as many times as they want to uh, until they hit the ball, and it goes out, and they get to run to wherever they wanted to run. And so, <laughs> true story. But, you know, then you grow up a little bit, and the next stage in your, in your process is coach pitch. And this is where the coach will toss you a ball underhand, or some will get a little aggressive and throw it o- overhand. And let me tell you, I excelled at this level, all right? If there was a professional coach pitch league, Bryce was in it. I excelled at this level. And as I, as I, as I, think about it now. I look back and I'm thinking to myself, well, of course you did. Of course you did. It was coach pitch. It was your own coach throwing you the ball. It's not like he, your own coach is out there like looking at the catcher but like, all right, what are we going to do here? We're going to throw him a curveball here. What are we going to throw him a slider outside? Really trying to get this player out. That's not what your coach wants to do. Your coach wants you to score. He wants you to hit a home run. He wants you to knock it out of the park. And so I'm thinking to myself, well, of course, <laughs> of course you excelled at this. Your, your coach wasn't strategizing against you. He wasn't trying to get you out. He, 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 no, 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 no. When you're five years old, he's just trying to lay it right in there for you to excel and be a good player. But I didn't know that as a kid. 
The only thing, Brother Bishop, that I knew as a kid was that I was going to be a professional because I could really smack this ball out of the park. And every time I would hit a home run, my mom would make me my favorite cinnamon pancakes for every home run that I hit. And if you have ever had cinnamon pancakes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you would understand why I was the home run king Slash pancake king, <laughs> right? But it's a, it's a process, all right? We, we, we grow up, we, we keep getting older. Soon I moved up to where players pitch, and we had to pitch to the other team, and it was a whole different ballgame. But the deal is you keep moving. You, you, you keep going to the next level. And now at the next level, there's all types of different rules. Now you can steal bases. Now you can lead off of bases. Pitchers, fastballs keep getting faster. And, yes, it's possible to get hit while you're up at the plate now because your coach isn't trying to hit you whenever you're a little kid. Now players are pitching you inside to kind of push you off their plate a little bit. It's like, hey, bud, this is my territory. Now it's possible to get beaned while you're up at the plate. And, and it's possible to now get thrown out of a game if you got a bad attitude with an umpire uh, or, or, or if your parents are yelling at the umpire. It's possible now for parents to get thrown out of games. I hope that's nobody here this morning. But it is possible you know, I hope you didn't, parents didn't get thrown out a t-ball, but as, as, the, as you get a little bit more aggressive, you'll be like, hey, don't throw inside, that's my kid. And the kid's like, man, dad, be quiet, you know, and stuff, don't be hollering out here. I can take an inside pitch. But we, we, keep, we keep growing to the next level. Our skill sets get a little bit better. We grow, and, we, and, and they should be growing as we are growing in life. I mean, can you imagine a guy my size still out there playing coach pitch? That, I mean, it would be a little bit ridiculous. You know, it's like I'm in there, pitch me a good one, coach. My mom's going to make me a pancake if I hit it over that 100-foot fence out there. Lay it in. A little bit ridiculous, right? Obviously, I did not become a professional base player, baseball player. I still love the game, but, you know, God had different plans for me, and that's, that's all right with me. But thinking about the whole process thing, you're going to hear that word process probably a lot this morning. I was thinking about how, as a kid, we, we have these goals, and we have these dreams and ambitions. And as a kid, we think that the only thing that's not allowing us to become that thing that we want, that, that person that we want to be, that, that cop, that fireman, we think sometimes as a child, the only thing that is holding us back is that we have to wait until we grow up. We need to grow a little more before we can become that. I have to be at least five foot ten for me to have that career. I have to be a little bit older. I have to be a little bit bigger. And we think a lot of times that once we are older, that it just happens. And while that may have some truth to it, just because we get older or we become of age, that the jobs are just handed to us because we are grown-ups now, that they're, they're just handed to us because we're of stature, we're of age. Listen, they're not just handed to us because we are now older. They are handed to us because we continue. They are handed to us because we keep growing. They are handed to us because we keep maturing. You see, growth is the key to every area in life. Whether that be our profession, 
relationships, as parents, as Christians. Growth is important. Growth, growth. What's that word growth? Growth refers to a positive change in size and or maturation. Often over a period of time, growth can occur as a stage of maturation or a process toward fullness or fulfillment. Human development is a lifelong process of physical, behavioral, cognitive, and emotional growth and change. In the early stages of life, from babyhood to childhood, childhood to adolescence, and adolescence to adulthood, there are these enormous changes that take place. And throughout the process, even personal develops, uh, even the person develops attitudes and values that guides their choices, and it guides their relationships, and it guides their understanding. And I would submit to you this morning that just as important as it is for us to mature physically, because it is important that we keep growing, it is important that we keep these changes going in our life, it's important that we keep growing in our maturity, that we keep growing in our relationships and in, in, in our jobs. Growing should not stop once we get the job, growth should not stop once we get the title. It should not stop once we become parents, but we should seek to be the best that we can be in whatever road life takes us on. Growth is important. I'm not negating that in your own personal life, but just as important as it is in those areas that I've mentioned, I believe it is even more important to be growing as a Christian. I believe that it's more important to me to continue as a follower of Jesus Christ. I must continue. I must keep growing. And here's the deal. We think sometimes I've got the Holy Ghost price and I've been, I've been in church for five, ten years now and I've got the Holy Ghost. I've been baptized in Jesus name. Listen, that shouldn't give us the right to lay down our cross. That doesn't give me the right to just live however I want to live. That doesn't give me the right to pull out the spiritual lazy boy and just ease into some spiritual retirement. But I've got to continue to grow in Christ. I've got to continue to fall more in love with him. I've got to be a better Christian today than I was yesterday. And the only way that's possible is if I continue... Please hear me this morning. There will be times in life where Satan will present us with an off-ramp. There will be times we're, we're headed down the interstate, Brother Bishop, and there will be times that the enemy will present you with an off-ramp. There will be times in life when the enemy wheels out the recliner and says, here, take a seat. You've made it. You've accomplished the goal. You have arrived. You have finished the race. 
And here's the off-ramp. You can go ahead and take it easy. You can go ahead and just kind of run out the clock. You have made it. You have arrived. But friends, hear me this morning. There is no finish line until we stand before him. There is no finish line until we walk across on streets of gold. There is no finish line until that day comes when the trumpet sounds and he calls us home. And the only way we'll ever cross that finish line is if we continue. If we continue steadfast if we continue down this road living and following Jesus Christ. Do you say amen? I've got to keep walking. I've got to keep holding on to his unchanging hand. And I've got to keep growing and continue. Have you ever fallen out of bed before? Asleep. You know, not like, you know, just like, I'm awake, just... Anybody ever fall out of bed before? Weird feeling, right? Kind of a weird question right here in the middle of the sermon, right? <laughs> Falling out of bed. It, it's like, it, it's, it's one of the wildest feelings ever. Like, you, you really don't know where you're at and, and what's going on. It ha- it's happened to me on more than one occasion. And it can happen for a number of different reasons. You know, having an intense dream. I'm running from the cops. And you're like, man, what kind of dream does he have? And, you know, and stuff like that. Driving fast down the interstate in a car. Running from the policeman. And you go to make a sharp turn. And, and out the bed you go. Dream over. Headed to the hospital with a broken arm. Weird, right? It's like you're explaining to the doctors, what did you do? I fell out of bed. Um. I read this story one time, <laughs> and in that story, this little boy had fallen out of his bed while he was asleep, and uh, his mom ran in to check and make sure that he was okay, and when she asked him what happened, he, he answered, he said, man, he said, I, I don't know, he said, I, I guess I just, I, I guess I stayed too close to where I got in. I just kind of, you know how it is sometimes, you're just like so tired, you just lay down in bed, and wherever you fall, that's where you fall, you pass out, nobody, you don't even know where you're at, you're just so tired. He said, I, I don't know, I guess I stay too close to where I got in. How easy it is for us to do the same thing with our faith. It, it, it's tempting to just stay where we got in at and never anything more. How tempting it is for us to get that Bible study and, and get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and then find our place in the pews and just stay there. But church, growth should be the goal of every Christian. Maturity is mandatory. I can't stay the same. I can't just remain until it comes but I've got to grow. I've got to continue. I've got to pick up my cross daily and follow him. I've got to pick up my cross daily and continue. I can't stay where I was when I got in. What a sad story that is for any Christian who has that set of their life. That they received the Holy Ghost and that was the extent of their walk. Here's the deal. If we had a child, if that child ceased to develop, us parents would be a little bit concerned. 
We have a child. They should be growing. They're not growing. And so what do we do as parents? We run. We take them to the doctors. We, there's, there would be tests that would be run. When a child stops growing, something is wrong. Something is going on, and we need to try to fix it. They're not continuing to grow. When a church, when a Christian stops growing, I'm here to preach to you this morning that help is needed. If you're the same Christian you were six months ago, I submit to you today, be careful. Be very careful if you're the same as you were six months ago because living for Jesus is an adventure and it's the best adventure that you could ever choose to take, but it's a daily adventure. It's a daily walk. The Bible says the the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The steps of a righteous man. We've got to keep moving. We've got to continue. We must continue to grow and continue to pick up our cross. Our text this morning, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. I want to encourage you today to keep taking steps. I want to encourage you today to keep walking. I want to encourage you today to keep learning. Allow the Holy Ghost to keep leading you into all truth. Allow that Spirit of God to direct your path and continue on with Him. You see, sometimes, sometimes that we, we, we think that, that receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is our ultimate goal. We place a lot of emphasis on it, on receiving the Holy Ghost, and that once we get it, that's it. That we're finished. We have reached the top. We have crossed the finish line. We have arrived. Let me ask you, do you realize this morning that the letters that were written to the church after the book of Acts were written to people that had already received the experience? Yes, yes, yes. They were written to people that already had an upper room experience. If the Holy Ghost was the finish line, why would the writers waste their time? Why would they waste so much effort? Why would they waste so much energy? I'll tell you why they did it. Because they realized that there was so much more to this than just the initial experience of receiving his spirit. Turn to your neighbor and say there's more. There's more. Please don't misunderstand me this morning. The Holy Ghost is essential. It is important and necessary. You must be born again of the water and the spirit as Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3. The Holy Ghost is not an option. It's not an extra. It's not an accessory. It's not like some pair of sunglasses that you can choose to have on or choose to not have on. No, 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 no. The Bible says that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Romans tells us that if any man have 
not the spirit of Christ. He is none. He is none of his. The Holy Ghost isn't an option, church. You must be born again this morning. But hear me today. That is not the finish line. That is not the ultimate goal. Don't misunderstand me. It's important, but I know that there's so much more to this than that. I know that there's so much beyond this initial experience than that. The Holy Ghost is not the finish line. It is simply the doorway for us to walk through and us to continue daily, to continue steadfastly. And yes, we all go through the doorway. At least we're supposed to. We're all to receive and walk through. But it doesn't stop after that. We must continue. Keep progressing. Keep moving forward. Years ago, it's weird to be up here preaching and say years ago. Years ago, I had a job um, with with Lowe's. Most of you know that, and um, uh, I, I loved working there. It was a fun job, and uh, the people were awesome. And uh, there were there were very quickly opportunities presented uh, themselves for me. I started out part time, and I I went full time. And I was eighteen or nineteen years old, somewhere around there. And there was a job that came open for to me for me to work in commercial sales, and and it was Monday through Friday, eight to five. Praise God! And I was all over it. I wanted it, and I was so excited about this promotion. Not only was it going to be full time, uh, but I was able to take on uh, all those hours and still be able to go to church. Church should be a priority. I was still able to take on all those hours and. I was so pumped, and so my job, it consisted of assisting the specialist. Then that term just sounds so special. Specialist for whatever they needed, and those guys were the ones who were over there looking at blueprints and kind of, you know, they were helping property managers and homeowners, and they would look at blueprints for new homes, and they'd figure out material, and they would do takeoffs to build these buildings and these houses, and I just like, that is awesome. They were the ones that you go in and be like, hey, what do I need to build this deck? And they're like, what's the sizes? I mean, boom, bang, there you are. Here's what you need to build the deck. And they'd be like, hey, Bryce, go load this lumber. I mean, that's what I did as a, assisting the specialist. <laughs> Not the greatest thing in the world, but it was my job, and it was Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And so I was the guy that had to go and do that. But I wanted more. I, I wanted to, to not just be that forever. I wanted more responsibility. I wanted to be a specialist. And I wanted to do those things that the specialists were doing. And so I just started learning. And I started asking questions. And, and I did everything I could to gain as much knowledge as I could. And I would hover over people's shoulders and pull them aside and say, hey, how did you, how did you figure that up? And, and how did you figure this up? And what's the formula that you use to help figure out a, a, how many shingles a person needs for their house? And when a customer would come to the counter, I didn't say, oh, let me get you a specialist. No, 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 no. Bryce stood there, pretended to be a specialist. Until the question got really hard and I said, let me get you a specialist. 
but I would sit there and I would be like, I'm going to help this customer. I'm going to do this. And I'm, I'm not going to go get a specialist for them. I could do this all myself. And then I would, and before long, I didn't need to go and get somebody else. Before long, I was figuring out the job. I got it. And, and, and before long, there I was, uh, all of a sudden in, in the store manager's office, interviewing for the job of specialist. And I got it. Why? Because I was already doing the job. Let me tell you this morning, you don't wait to become something before you start performing. You be, you, 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 no, no, no. You become something because you're already performing. You come something because you've continued to do the steps. You become something because you've continued to grow. You don't wait until you have your license to minister, to minister to people. You don't wait to have the title of Sunday school teacher to teach a Sunday school lesson. You don't have to have the title of youth pastor to have a burden for young people, but it's those that are continuing to grow, those that didn't stop at the doorway, those that kept moving, that kept progressing and moving forward. It's the ones that have the attitude of I'm not satisfied and I know that they there's something more. We realize that there's more. We realize that it's not just on the other side of the doorway. We realize, we realize there's a whole path in front of us. We realize that there's opportunity after opportunity to grow closer to him, to grow closer in our relationship with God if we would just continue. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied with last Sunday's blessing. (laughs) I'm thankful for good church. I'm thankful every time we have a move of God. But every move of God should remind us that we're just scratching the surface of everything that God has to offer for those who are in Christ, those who choose to continue. Moses, as our music comes, Moses had seen God do so many miraculous things. He heard the voice of the Lord come from a bush that was on fire but would not burn. He was there when the Red Sea parted and they walked through on dry ground. He seen the water turned into blood, the changing of a walking staff into a snake, the turning of a hand to leprous and then back to being a healthy hand. Moses was the one who struck the rock and watched as water began to flow from. And yet we find Moses in Exodus 33 begging God, please show me your glory. When we think to ourselves, at least I do, what? 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 What are you asking? You, Moses, you have seen the power of God. You have seen these wonderful things. You have been an eyewitness to so many miraculous things at the hand of God. But I love the attitude of Moses. He said, hey, 
I know what I've seen, but I'm not satisfied. I want to see his glory. I know that there is more that he has to offer. And I pray that that would be the desire of our hearts this morning. I pray that that be our attitude. Lord, we're not satisfied. We want more of you. We want to continue. We want to grow. We're not going to settle for just the ordinary when we know that you're the God of the extraordinary. Oh, I know I've seen God do some mighty things, and I'm sure we've all seen God do some amazing things in our personal life. Some of you in here this morning, you've been healed. You can testify and say, if it hadn't been for the Lord, you've been delivered. You've been set free. You've watched God do all these miraculous things. But hear me today, we can't afford to sit back and say, well, God's already moved for me. God's already made a way for me. God's already healed me. God's already answered my prayer. But church, I submit to you and I'm preaching to you today. We've got to continue because the Lord has more in store for his church. Would you clap your hands unto him today? He's just waiting on people to stand up and ask him. He's waiting on those who hunger and thirst. Stand with me if you would this morning. He's waiting on people that have a desire for more. When I became the specialist, man, I felt like I was really something. They'd be like, hey, Bryce, come down, come down just a little bit. Man, I, was, I had that, I, I got a new name tag put in my vest. And for those of you who have worked retail, you know that name tags are everything. <laughs> name tags. What's the title above your name say? What, what is that? I got a new name tag that no longer said sales associate. But it now read commercial sales specialist. I was special. I was important. I was the big shot. I was the guy who sat back at the computer, didn't know what he was looking at, but they'd be like, hey, Bryce, there's a customer. Um, the specialist has come. <laughs> Give me a nice little yellow calculator. I knew how it did a few things. I was the, I was the guy, or so I thought. <laughs> you see, in Lowe's land, being a specialist was a really big deal. But here's the thing I want to point out to you. After I became the specialist, after I had officially had the title and the pay, okay, I still had to perform. All right? Getting the position wasn't the stopping point. It wasn't the off-ramp to the lazy boy. It wasn't the finish line, but it was only the beginning for me. Listen, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, growth should be your goal. Drawing closer to him today than you were yesterday should be your goal. If we are Christ followers, then we should be maturing, and that should be what we are trying to attain. You see, if I had stopped performing the job after I got the title, you know what would have happened to me? Of course you do. Let go. Which is a nice way of saying, fire! If I had stopped performing, 
when I got the title, if I had just settled in and said, hey, I got the position, now I can take it easy, now I can, now I can slow down, I don't have to learn anymore, I don't have to better myself anymore, I don't have to go to any more trainings, I know enough. You know what would have happened? I know exactly what would have happened. Let go, fired. Please don't run out of here. We're not firing any saints today. Okay, we're not firing any saints today. But we must do everything in our power to not let that become our story. As Christians, we can't just settle in and say, I've got all the God that I need, or, or I am satisfied, I'm settled, I've been baptized in his name, and I've got the Holy Ghost, I'm just going to find my pew, I'm going to clock in, and I'm going to clock out, so to speak. I'm glad you've been baptized, and I'm glad you got the Holy Ghost, but we've got to understand that there is more to this than that. We haven't reached the finish line, we have to grow, we we need more of him. Amen. <laughs> I get nervous a lot of times that people stop growing. It's very, very nerve-wracking. Just as you have a child that stops growing, when you see it in the church, I get nervous sometimes that I know that there is this temptation. I know that there is a temptation to just settle in. We're here this morning. We're sitting in church. That's, that's good enough. That, that, I'm here. How many know that faithfulness isn't just showing up to church? Faithfulness is showing up to church and, and activating our, our faith and activating what is inside of us. That's what faithfulness, faithfulness is being here and saying, hey, what's the Lord going to do today? I just want to give the Lord some glory and some praise. Faith isn't just showing up. Faith is showing up and kind of showing out. I'm not interested, church, in just running out the clock. I'm not interested in living on last year's blessings. I, I, I appreciate the moves of God that we've had. I praise God for it. But I crave more of that. I crave more of his spirit. And I believe God is wanting to take this church to the very next level. And the only way it's going to do that if, if we get a mindset and an attitude every time we come in here of this is the day the Lord has made. And I'm thankful for last week. But what's he going to do today? Amen. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.